Okay, so today's daf is Ayin Tet in Masechet Eruvin. We're starting on the Mishnah, which is towards the bottom of, uh, I would say, the bottom quarter of Ayin Chet Amud Bet. Looks like where the Mishnah says Charitz Sheben Chatzerot. So this is the that we we had before a wall that was between that was dividing two Chatzerot, two courtyards. Now we have a Charitz. A Charitz is a ditch that divides between two Chatzerot. Amok. Yud, it's ten tvachim deep, v'rochav arba'a, and it is four tvachim wide, which means that basically it would constitute, like if it were, if it were, instead of under the ground, above ground, it would basically be a wall that would divide between the two courtyards. Instead, it's underground, it's subterranean, but basically it's the same, same idea, that it's the same dimensions that a wall would be. So then, ma'arvin shayim ben ma'arvin echad, since that divides these two chatzerot definitively, so they cannot unite in one, in one eruv, even if they wanted to, they would have to have two separate eruvin, even if they filled this ditch with straw, or tevin, or hay, uh, so, the, uh, so that would be um, uh, the, uh, it, it still would be considered a ditch that, um, that divided between the two chatzerot. It's not considered to be filled because you put, uh, kash or tevin into it because you put, uh, because you put straw or you put hay in there. Uh, however, male afarot But if they filled it with dust, meaning with dirt or with rocks, so then, now that makes the chatzerot one, and they don't have the option. They cannot separate anymore. In other words, if you have a ditch between two chatzerot, but you actually fill that ditch with something solid like earth, or you fill that ditch with something solid like pebbles, like tzorot, is like rocks, so then you really filled the ditch. So now it's not really a separator anymore at all. So when, it was set, when there was a hay or straw in there, that's considered something that is not going to remain there permanently. People are going to come take that. The reason why they put the hay or the straw there is so that they can store it there and then they're going to take it for their animals or whatever they use the hay or the straw for. So it's not considered a permanent filling. But if you put dirt into a hole or you put rocks, so they're going to be there permanently. So that means you basically leveled the ground and now these two chatzirot are one. And so you won't have the option of separating. If you put a board across, that is four tvachim wide, in other words, you put it from one end to the other, so now you have a bridge from one chatzir to the other one. You have a bridge that you can walk from one chatzir to the other one across the stitch. Similarly, if you have two uh, protrusions from one, uh, two houses that are next to each other, she says, So what you have is you have two houses that have something that protrudes forward from the front of the houses, sticks out like two boards that stick out um, in that way. Uh, they, they are independent, but since they have the ability to unite into one, um, that, uh, in other words, because you, they had either because you put a bridge across the ditch, so that bridge allows them, if they want to, to unite into one, if they want to, to stay separate. Similarly, if you have these two houses next to each other and you put a board across, they have, let's say they have balcony, sort of, it's sort of like a balcony, but it's not, you know, it sticks out from the front of the house. So if you have a board that goes across that, like a bridge that you could walk over the Rishut Rabim from one to the other, so if, from one house to the other house on this bridge, it might sound, seem a little shaky to do that, but I guess you could. So then that enables you to unite these two houses into one Eruv um, if they want to. So they have the choice of either uniting together or staying separate. But However, if it's less than that, meaning to say that if the board that goes across is very, very narrow, if you have like a two by four, um, it's too thin, a person's not going to walk across 
the uh, ditch walking on such a thin, um, or a one by two or something like that. He's not going to walk across on that kind of a stick. He's not going to walk from one balcony to another balcony of a house either on such a thin uh, a strip of wood, so that would not count. But so the po- the basic point is like this: when you have a divider that is definitive divider, like a wall or like a ditch, so then that separates between the two chatserot, and they have no option of uniting. If you have that ditch is filled completely, or that wall is breached completely. In other words, it's, com- it's breached more than 10 amot, so that, or you have ladders or whatever it is. So then for sure, you are, uh, you're, you are one chatzer and that too. You're considered to, uh, one chatzer because, because the whole uh, ditch is filled. However, basically the rule is if you have an entranceway between the two, so either you have an ability to go from... Uh, from one chatzer to the other, like in the case of the latter, actually, is a case where we have the ability to. We're not where they have to combine, but where they have the ability to, right? So if you have a, if you have entranceway from one to the other, there's not a breach in the wall where the wall is considered not there, but you but you have access one to the other, a doorway or a footbridge that goes across the ditch or whatever it is. So now that gives you the option of uniting. Basically, that's the point. If there's a divider, they're separate. If there's no divider, they're united. And if there's a divider, but there's also access from one to the other, like a door between two chatzirot that they can go is the classic case of that. So then they have the option of uniting if they wish, staying separate if they wish. Now the Gemara says, If the beach is full of water, what happens? Water? Yeah. It, it, it's it's going to depend. whether I don't think that would... That would in that case, if the water is being taken out, so then it's what not considered to fill. Um, it, it, that's a, but since you can't really walk over the water, so uh, I don't know if that would be considered to put, bring them together. I think that would also be separating them because they can't, you can't walk over the water, right? So, but it, 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 in addition to the fact that probably it would be used up, but I think that that would be like having a river between the two uh, places. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, since they can't cross over, so if they can't cross over, then they wouldn't be able to. It, it's about a foot. Anybody can walk over the... They have to jump water. over. They have to jump over. So, yeah, I, I think that would... Isn't it too narrow to divide between two... It's defined as the same way as a wall. In other words, just like if this were sticking up between the two chatzerot, uh-huh. it would be a wall. So going down is a wall. So just like... But I, but, so I don't think... I, I think that water would still be considered a... Uh, would still be considered a divider. I think so. I, I want to check. I want to double check, but I think so. Um, in any case, with Teven Ochaitz, is it really true that the that the straw or the, the hay would not be considered to fill up this ditch. But we said, we learned that actually we talked later about a, uh, if you have a pile of straw in between two chatzerot, that's the next Mishnah actually. If you have two, uh, a big pile of straw, so gavoa sarat vachim, and it is 10 tvachim high. So in other words, it's the wall. The wall basically dividing the two chatzerot is the pile of straw. So it actually divides the two chatzerot. So you see that tevin, straw, is considered something significant. Because when it's above the ground, it makes a wall. So why, doesn't it, why isn't it considered to seal off the, uh, uh, the ditch in the ground? What's the difference? Abai says, everybody agrees that straw could serve as a wall if it's what's dividing the But here we're talking about what's considered to fill a ditch. It's actually different. Because when the, when the straw is above ground, it makes a division. We don't care what the division is made of. A division is a division. But when you're talking about to fill the division that's there, to fill the ditch, well, if it's something that you know is going to be removed, because you're just putting straw in there temporarily because people are going to take it out of there and feed their horses or something like that, that's not a, that's, that's why he says, 
batil if he if he actually nullifies it and they say we're leaving this in here permanently we are declaring this permanently part of the ground so yes it would fill the ditch but if they're just putting it in there temporarily it doesn't change the status of the fact that there's a ditch there and you will still have the divider that's why it's different so it says Malayafar if you have if it's if it's full of dirt of dirt so the Gemara says the implication is that even if you fill it with dirt and you don't say that you're leaving the dirt there permanently the assumption is if you fill dirt in a ditch you're not planning on taking the dirt out right because you fill ditch with dirt because you want to level the ground Right, that's the stamma, that's the, the assumption. But we learned in a Mishnah by Chemila Uteven Otsuroto Bitilo Batel Bitilo in Lo Bitlolo. We learned in a Mishnah, this is talking about a situation of Tum'ah, actually, it's talking about the halachot of Tum'ah, that if there's a dead body in a house, so normally the, anything inside the house, it becomes Tamei, obviously, under the same roof as the, as the body, it becomes Tamei. However, if the, body, if, the, if the house is completely filled from top to bottom with other things, that there's no space of a tefach anywhere in the house, it's like completely full, and let's say, God forbid, I guess, you know, uh, uh, the house collapsed on the person or something like that, and it's completely full of, of stuff. There's no space there at all. So actually, the rule is that when there's no space between the body and the roof over it, the tum'ah goes past the roof. It's like as if it, it sort of like the way to think of it is that, right, right, yeah, but there they always, they try to make a tefach of space on top of the, between the coffin, between the top of the coffin and the body. So that way, if somebody leans over the coffin, they wouldn't become tamay. That's the reason, because if there's a tefach of space, so then it contains the tum'ah. But if it were directly on the body, so there's nothing to, so it's almost like it doesn't have room. I mean, it's, it's you know, a symbolic, but it will come. Yeah, tefach of space, it's considered a space. So here we're, we're talking about, it's called tum'ah Since the tum'ah doesn't have anywhere to go, it's squeezed you know, it's it's squished, it's squeezed tum'ah, so therefore it's not it's going to come up over, through the house. Okay, so uh, so that's what he says. So it says that um, the version that Rashi says here is he fills it with afar even though the what's quoted here in the from the Mishnah is teven which is um, straw. Or um, or or pebbles, but Rashi quotes it as saying Right, so it should say afar according to Rashi's version. Apparently, now what's the point? What? Yeah, apparently so because Rashi says it clearly and ours says But the point is that he's the, the point of it is that since that here it says. Ubitlo, if the if they filled it up with this material, ubitlo, and they de- and they declared we're leaving it here permanently, we're not going to clear it out. So then it really becomes a part of the house, and so then the house is a solid block and it doesn't have any airspace anymore. That's the idea. But the implication is that you have to declare it. Now you're saying that if you just fill up the ground with dirt automatically, it becomes part of the ground and we don't question it anymore. But here you see that you do have to declare that you're leaving the dirt there. So, uh, so it says, Who is the author of the Aulot who says that you have to de- explicitly declare that the dirt is meant to stay there for good? Rabbi Yossi, that's Rabbi Yossi. And Rabbi Yossi's opinion is Rabbi Yossi's opinion. But we say that if you put dirt in a ditch, the intention is to leave it there and you don't have to explicitly declare that intention. But then the Gemara says, Rabbi Yossi, if you're going to tell me it's Rabbi Yossi, we actually learned the opposite from Rabbi Yossi. The time we learned Rabbi Yossi said in the Baraita, Rabbi Yossi, he said that if you put straw in this house and you fill it up, Right in this building, and you fill it up. Uh, he says, "And in atid lefanoto, you don't have any intention of ever taking it out. You're going to leave it there forever. You're stuffing it in there. You're never going to take it out. Yeah. So that is like stam afar. That is like dirt without having to say anything. 
On the other hand, if you put dirt in, but you say, I'm going to remove it later, then it becomes like straw, and it doesn't become batel. In other words, the idea is that, the, that Rabbi Yossi says that when it comes to dirt, you don't have to make an explicit declaration. We assume if you're filling something with dirt, it's meant to stay, unless you indicate otherwise. And when it comes to straw, we assume if you're filling something with straw, it's for storage and you're going to take the straw out, unless you indicate otherwise that you plan on leaving it there permanently. That's basically what he says. But the point is that he's saying that stam, afal stam, is meant to stay there forever. Not only temporarily. And so therefore he cannot be the author of this uh, uh, of this uh, Mishnan Aulot, because Mishnan Aulot says that no, that uh, with dirt you have to explicitly say that you plan to uh, to leave it there, right? So it says, okay, we'll switch around what we meant. Actually, it's the other way around. The Aulot is somebody else. Aulot who says that you have to explicitly say that you want to leave the dirt there. That's somebody else. Rabbi Yossi is our is our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is Rabbi Yossi who says that no dirt speaks for itself. You put dirt in the ground, you mean for it to stay there. That's the assumption. Okay. So now the uh, you're making a big mistake. You're comparing laws of Tumat to laws of of Shabbat. They're, they're not relevant to each other. Why? Because when it comes to Shabbat, anybody can, can, can uh, make anything uh, batel. In other words, he says, even your wallet you can make batel, meaning it becomes muktzeh. So therefore, uh, Rashi says, kis malemaot batel. Right when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, an, any item could become batel uh, in in terms of hilchot Shabbat. It's a totally different system. So Rashi, like Rashi says, kis malemaot batel sham aval teven vekash nital lemachal beema, meaning that straw can be taken even on Shabbat. Even on Shabbat, it's not uh, you, know, you. You could take it to feed your animal. So you can't say even you could fill that ditch with wallets that are muktzeh. Nobody's allowed to move them, and then you'll say yeah, you'll say that the thing is full, right? So it doesn't go by the same logic. Dirt in the ground you can't move on Shabbat because you're not allowed to dig dirt out of the ground. So therefore, if you cut, fill that with dirt, the automatic assumption is that it's meant to stay there. But when it comes to the halachot of tum'ah, we don't have a rule of muktzeh that you're not allowed to remove the dirt after you filled the house with dirt. So it could be that there it's different and you have to declare your intention. Rav Hashiyamar, bayit acharitz karamit. He says there's a, different, there's a different reason you shouldn't make an analogy between the rule of the bayit, the rule of the house and the rule of the ditch because because when it comes to the ground, okay, the person who put something in the ground says, so uh, he, it, it's meant to be sealed off, right? However, but is a house designed to be filled up to the brim with, uh, with uh, raw materials and filled? No, obviously not. In other words, a ditch, you fill it. The assumption is, you have to look at the context. Oh, you see people putting dirt in the ground. You don't assume, oh, they're putting the dirt in the ground so they can take it out later. That's not, that's not a reasonable assumption, right? But if a person is uh, filling a house with dirt, you say, well, they're, Put, they're probably storing it in there and they're going to use it for construction later or something like that. You're not going to assume that they're leaving the dirt in there. So there's a difference in the context as well in terms of what we would assume and how we would interpret it. So we don't have to necessarily say that whoever said by a house, okay, that you have to have intention when it comes to leaving the dirt there would say the same by a ditch because a ditch is a different context altogether. Okay, now, if you had... A, uh, you, you put a footbridge basically across the ditch and the footbridge is a, a four, a four tefachim wide. So then it, it gives the two chatserot the ability to unite. That's only if they did it across the width of the, um, 
across the width of the uh, of the ditch. Very interesting. He said we're talking about that the ditch was exactly four tfachim wide, right? So so if you have a um, if you have a board that you placed across it, meaning across the width of the ditch, so that you could walk from one side to the other. So that is uniting or giving the potential to unite the two chatserot. But if you put it along the length, in other words, you didn't put it across the ditch, but you put, a, you put a board alongside the length of the ditch. What did you end up doing? You made the space of the ditch smaller. Right, so actually you made it three tvachim, or however, depending on how wide it is, you made it smaller. Right? So you may, if you made it under now four tvachim, then also that will solve the problem. That will remove the, the charitz altogether. In fact, that would mean that even if the board is not four tvachim wide, even if the board is less than that, but if it diminishes the width of the ditch, so that it's like the ditch isn't there to begin with. And actually that would make the two chatserot into one because now they don't have a, and I'm not even sure they would have the option now to uh, separate because once you basically diminish that ditch between them, it beca- they become like one. Now, you have two a balconies that protrude, protrude from two houses and you put a bridge across them, they can all, that also could unite them. Right? So, so I, I'm sorry, he said, uh, he said, this that you said, right? In, but if they're not, uh, because literally it means that, means that they are like on the same Level, right, yeah, they're next to each other, but they're on the same level. According to Rashi, they're next to each other. According to other Mephashim, it means they're across from each other, but it doesn't matter. So the point is that they are level with each other. Wait, he said, it does matter, but I'm saying I don't want to go into every different interpretation of the Gemara and that'll take us too long. I didn't mean to say that it doesn't matter, but yeah. But so he says, but, it says, but we're just going with Rashi for now. So, so he says, that, is, that situation, mala mizonami. Right, lo amaran ela sheesh ben zelaz shloshat pachim, aval em ezaz shlosha gzustra akumahi. He says that if you have a situation where one is not exactly level with the other one, okay, true that it sounds like they have to be perfectly level with the judge to be good, but if one protrudes a little bit further out than the other one, that's shelokenegedzo. Or if one is a little bit higher than the other one, but you could still put a board across from one to the other. He says that's called Gzustra Akuma. It's called a bent one. So if the difference between the two is less than three Tvachim, meaning that the two that are next to each other are less than three Tvachim, one is higher than the other. Or less than three Tvachim, one protrudes further than the other. So that they're still within reason. So even though you have to make the board, let's say, a little bit at an angle, that will, that will be okay. But if it's more than three Tvachim, one is higher than the other. Or more than three Tvachim, one goes further out than the other, so then you wouldn't be able to do it anymore. That's the uh, that's the what, what he's clarifying oh. there. So, so now the Mishnah says mat, the matben oh, no, if, the, if the balconies are more than four tefachim apart, but still are more. bridge it uh, with the board. What's wrong with that? That's not the problem. The problem is if they're not level with each other. Oh, yeah, they're not level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Distance between them is not an issue. No, 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 not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Because as long as the board reaches from one to the other, it should be okay. Okay. Right. But the, uh, uh, but um, if it's, right, the height difference or, or if it's, uh, if one, right, if it's uneven, meaning that one goes out further than the other one so that the, 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 the thing will be, the, the, the board will be on an angle instead of being straight across, or so it will be like on a, it'll be on an incline. Right. So then it's, within reason, it's, it could still be okay. okay. Now the Mishnah says, You have a pile of straw basically between two, uh, between two courtyards. It's ten high. So, uh, so then you can, uh, 
you can um, make two Eruvin. You cannot make one because it's considered like a wall. Well, uh, it says, But they can actually bring their animals to eat from this straw, and it's okay. Now, and if it lowers from the so after a while they're eating and chomping away at the uh, straw over time eventually straw pile gets lowered less than so now they don't have a division between themselves anymore and they have to make now two uh, now they would have to unite again and make one Eruv with the two of them because they don't have that wall anymore so the point is that this is an edible wall you know not for humans but for animals so as the animals are eating it it gets lower so after a while the edible wall becomes so low that it's not considered a division anymore but this the, has yeah. happened before Shabbat even if it happened on Shabbat, on Shabbat. The, yeah. if so, they already made it <clears> what are they going to do? They made that Yeah, so they so the halacha is actually that um, so there, there's a there's two interpretations that we're, we're going to see, but basically, yeah. So basically, the Gemara does say that if there's a mechitza there from beforehand, we don't change the status on Shabbat itself. If, even if the mechitza becomes compromised on Shabbat, we don't change the status um, on Shabbat itself. Rashi gives um, two concerns here: what you, why you might think that the animal couldn't eat from this. One is that maybe he'll lower the wall, like you said. And people won't realize it, that the lo- wall's been lower because the animals are eating. Or you might think it's an issue of muktzeh, that the, you know, that the person is taking, you know, is, is going to handle the straw on Shabbat, which would be another issue. But yeah, if, even if it did get lowered on Shabbat itself, that would only be a concern for the next Shabbat. Because since there was a mechitan place for that Shabbat, they, they would be covered. Now, the, yeah, sort of, or maybe. But it says, the only thing is you can't take straw off the wall and put it in your in your uh, your container and give it to the animal. So Rashi then says two reasons: either because you might take too much and you're going to actually ruin the wall, or because of mukze. One of these other possibil- one of these possibilities, Rashi says, and most of them Farshim seem to like the second interpretation better that it has to do with mukze. Yeah, yeah, because, no, because it's part of the wall. Since it's, since it's serving, you're like dismantling the wall. Not because of the straw factor, because obviously you're allowed to feed your animal yeah, uh, straw. Yeah. So, but, so it says, uh, but it's okay to bring your animal over there and to, to put it on the wall to, to eat the wall. It reminds me of Willy Wonka when they had the, t- the wall that they could eat the, the candy. Yeah. Yeah. We said that a person could bring his animal to stand on, 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 uh, uh, um, grass. on grass on Shabbat, but not on other muktzeh things, because we know that the person will not pull grass out of the ground on Shabbat. They know they're not allowed to do that, so even if they bring their animal over to graze in the pasture, they're not going to pull grass out of the ground for their animal. Anyway, nobody does that, I don't think. They just let their animal eat. But if they're standing on items that are, are bringing them to things that are actually muktzeh, and, they want, and they're going to stand on things that are muktzeh, we're worried that the person may handle muktzeh things. So ironically, even though one is delraita, meaning pulling grass out of the ground would be delraita, we're not worried that he's going to do that because who, first of all, who pulls and hand feeds the grass to, to their animal out of the ground? They don't do that. And also the person will realize that they're not allowed to. That's number one. Um, and, uh, you know, and the, the, whereas the rabbinic issue of muktzeh, we're worried that maybe he will, uh, he will take uh, these items, if there's something that's muktzeh there that's, uh, that the animal could eat, that he'll pick it up and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll feed him with that. That's what Rashi says. He says it's very light to a person. Maybe he'll feed him with his hands. That could be a situation of um, uh, something which is a, an item that was muktzeh because it was not 
prepared before Shabbat to be able to be used by the animal, and now it's uh, and now it is. So the the person isn't allowed to touch it. So he shouldn't go and feed his animal that. But what the point is that so then how can he bring his animal over to this wall? Because the wall is muktzeh. That's why it fits best with Rashi's second interpretation. The wall is muktzeh. It's part of a structure. And if the person is gonna and it, but it's not attached to the ground literally. So maybe the person will take himself off of the straw and feed it to the animal. Why why are we not worried? So. So he says, The thing is, you don't actually walk your animal over to it. You stand in the way so the animal doesn't have any other way to go and it will naturally go over there. Right? It'll walk over there by itself. In other words, you don't literally lead your animal over to there because then you might get too close, you might do something that you're not supposed to, but you can kind of like block the passage so your animal realizes that it should go eat from the straw wall. Okay, And you should not put any of this tevin, any of this straw into your basket. But didn't we learn, didn't we learn that if there is a, a house in between two Chatserot, and Rashi describes this basically as there were three houses. One is in Chatser Aleph, one is in Chatser Bet, and then the middle house. The middle house is filled with straw. So people could actually go through, people from Chatser Aleph can go through the house that is the Chatser Aleph house into this middle house and take is straw. Storage? Yeah, it's storage. like storage. Like storage. It's full, full of just, just straw. Okay. Right? So it says, if you have a situation like that, but it serves as a mechitza, basically, because there's this huge pile of straw in it. You can't get to Chatzar Bet through there. Oh. Meaning you walk in and there's a wall of straw. Now, you could take from the straw, but it's, you can't get through. Right? So, so it says, um, but they can't make one Eruv anymore. Right? There it says they can put into their basket and feed their animals. Right? If it happens that the Teven becomes lower, in other words, it, it, it's slowly depleting because, you know, it's, it, there's only so much. And then So once it happens that that lowers to the level that it is below ten tefachim, so now they're not going to be able to um, to rely to carry anymore because they're going to now be one chater and they didn't make an eruv with each other. It says they're forbidden from taking more straw. We're, we're going to get to it in one second. Yeah, right. So ketzad What does he have to do? No elet beito umivatelet rishuto. Who asur b'chaveru mutar? So basically, there's a machloket rishonim on it. I'm not sure how they're t- how they're interpreting, but Rashi interprets this as the issue is according to Rashi. He says that these two houses are the problem. Okay, he says that who asur lehotzi meoto bayit lechatzir shelo sharei b'itel rishuto. Right? Oh, that's that's actually the second part. Now he says, uh, So the point is that now you have these two guys that originally they were uh, they, they were two different chaterot, so they didn't have to be united with each other. Now they are one chater, right? Because they have this passageway from house uh, house of chater aleph to to, to the. Uh, to the straw, to the house of Chatzir Bet. Now there's a free passageway through there because they kept eating this. Well, they didn't eat the straw, but the animals were eating the straw. They were taking the straw away. So now it got diminished. So now it's all free passageway. So what's the, so the problem is that the two Chatzirot have a free, have, you know, um, are now united, whereas they weren't before. So what do you have to do? The one guy has to close off his access to the uh, house, right? No, elet beto, shuto. He has to allow the other guy in order for that other guy to come in to the, to be able to carry in the chater. According to Rashi, the problem is carrying in and out of the chater because now become unified. According to the other Rishonim, they say no, it has to do with sharing. That shared uh, straw becomes a problem. They can't take from it anymore. You're right. But, I, I, but, but, but you yeah. have two independent uh, Arabim right now. 
Whoever right. closes their door, they're okay. Whoever closes the door allows the other people. <coughs> meaning, <coughs> meaning if, my, if I'm from Chatzir Aleph and I, I have the house A, let's say, yeah, that's yeah, open yeah, to this yeah, middle yeah, house. Yeah, okay. So if mine is open and the other guy's is open, so then we have this area that we're, we're, we're together. Yeah. So it's not good. If I close my, how, my, my door, yeah. right, and I just let him take the straw, I close the door of that house, so that straw is yours, and I give up my rights to that straw, okay, so now everybody will be happy, yeah. right? The problem is that, uh, he says that uh, the thing is that um, <laughs> if, he doesn't, um, if he doesn't close off that ho- the, the door to house A, so, um, so then, uh, uh, then it, well, it, you still have that these two, uh, these two chatserot are united together. And if these two chatserot are now united together, so then nobody's really allowed to carry. So one has to take a hit for it and say, okay, I'm going to close my door and I'm going to give up whatever rights I had. And the other side will be able to use it. But otherwise they're going to have a problem. Okay, and, and really it will affect carrying in, in the chatserot because now the chatserot are one. So they actually have to give to the other chatser the right to, um, to, they have to close off and give the right. So, so the interesting thing is that, um, that they, they ask, we're going to see on the next Amud, that they're going to ask the question of, in other cases of, uh, you know, why do you need both things? Why do you need to close the door and also do bitul rashut? Just close the door. Exactly. And just say that that belongs to them. Why do you have to, uh, why, why can't you just close off the house A and, and, and give it up? So we're going to see. The Gemara is going to discuss that issue a little bit further. Now, um, so, uh, but right now the, the thing is that it says that Similarly, you have a pit of straw between two Tchumei Shabbat. One Tchumei Shabbat of one city ends right at the, at the pit. The other one also ends at the pit, but they don't overlap. Right? So they, meaning, the, let's say 50% of the pit is within mine and 50% of the pit isn't within yours. So we can each take from that straw pit on Shabbat, um, that's in between us. Okay, Rashi says, Borachav lachniz boteven, ve'im ben shne tuchumin, hu chetzio betchum irzo, chetzio betchum irzo, elo notnim ve'ochlim mitoch tuchuman, biyom tov. Right, so you can, each one can take from that pit of straw on Yom Tov and it won't be a problem. Okay, so the, uh, so, uh, the point is though, when the guy does bitul reshut, he's no longer allowed to carry into the chatzir anymore. He's giving up to the other guy the ability to control the chatzir because now essentially those chatzir become one, right? So the one question becomes, how come we never see in any other case that you have to close your door? If you do bitul reshut, it never says you have to stay inside the rest of the time. It just says that you have to say bitul reshut. Who said that you have to do that? We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But the, but the point is that right now, Katanim yet the main point that we brought this for was it says now, Mishnah, you're not allowed to put it into your basket. You're just allowed to, uh, to let your animal eat from it. But we, we said that you're not allowed to put it in your basket. Specifically, you're not allowed to put it in your basket. Here it says you can put it in your basket. Yes. So it says, there's a difference because the thing is that when it comes to a when it comes to a house because the house has a roof so she says he says that based upon the two the two issues here right one interpretation of the issue of taking the straw was that it diminishes the height of the wall the other one is that it, it's a mukta issue. So Rashi says, according to the first interpretation that it has to do with diminishing the height of the wall, there's an advantage to having a house versus having a, a pile outside. Because a pile outside, you can't really tell when does it reach the critical height, when does it go too low. Whereas a house, you know that it was up to a certain point because it has a roof. You can more easily measure how far down from the roof has it gone and say that at this point, it's, re- it's below <laughs> 10 fachim and now it's okay. Or now it's a problem, I mean. 
right? Or it's above tenth vachem, and it's going to be okay. So it's more discernible, and that's why we're not worried that if you take straw, even if you actively take straw, you'll see when it gets below the critical level, you'll be able to tell because of the its its height relative to the roof. Okay, that's one interpretation. It says according to the lashon, according to the version that has to do with muktzeh, he says that he says the only place where it's muktzeh is actually from tenth vachim and below because that's what comprises the wall. The wall is ten tefachim below. Whatever is above is, is okay to take. The thing is that when it's in a house, right? When it's outside, it's so hard to tell where exactly the ten tefachim line is. In a house, you can tell because you can tell relative to the roof. And therefore, the person won't, we won't have that concern. But the, uh, but the Gemara is going to have more to say about this brighter. So if the teven goes down, this, the, it, then both of them become prohibited. Now, this is going back on the... Uh, uh, on the um, uh, on the Breita, right? The Breita was talking about the house between the two Chatserot that is filled with uh, straw and you have the two houses adjacent to it. Um, one that belongs to a guy in Chatser Aleph and one that belongs to a guy in Chatser Bet. So it says if that straw wall goes down, now both of them are going to be forbidden from carrying in the, in the Chatser because now there's no Erovei Chatserot between them and the Chatserot have suddenly become united. So it says, ah, so Rasharei. But the thing is that um, that uh, if there's ten tvachim high height of straw, then everybody seems to agree that on either side they have no problem because they're divided by the straw. What does that show you? <laughs> it shows you even though the the roof might be much higher than the straw. The straw doesn't reach to the top of the roof. That's for sure. We're assuming, right? We're assuming a normal size house. Yeah. So it says if that you see from that you see that even though a mechitzah doesn't reach the ceiling. It's still considered machitza. So going, this is going like there's a throwback oh. to many dapim ago. Uh, you know, in the beginning of the in the previous in the previous parak, the discussion was whether you know, right whether Beit Shammai needs to go all the way to the roof or if it goes all the way to the roof, everyone agrees they're separate and so on. You see from here that going all the way to the roof is not a requirement because it's still considered a division. Here we're talking about a house that is. Three, uh, that is 13 Tvachim, less a little bit, right. So therefore, even if it goes to 10 Tvachim, basically it reaches the roof because it's within three Tvachim of the roof because it's 12.99 Tvachim. Okay, so if it's up to 10, it's within three of the roof. Okay, we know that the Tevin, the straw is up to 10. Okay, you could even say that the house is 10. Same concept. Now, that would be a really small house, but the house only goes up to 10 Tvachim, and, 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 and you could say that the straw goes up to 7 and a little bit more, and again, it's within three Tvachim of the roof. Right, so that, in other words, you could, you could, the point here is not to say that this is the reality of the case. The point is to say we could defend. If you wanted to defend the view that a mechitza has to reach the roof in order to be a mechitza, you could defend it. You could say we're talking about a house that's small. Okay? So if you, according to Abaye, it makes sense because it, 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 that we're talking about a house that's, that's 12.9 tachim because it says that the tevin was asara. The tevin was 10. Right, but according to but according to the son of Rav Yoshua, why does it say if it went lower than 10? It doesn't need to be 10. He's saying that it's 7 plus. It's 7.1. Right, so what's the answer? I'll tell you. It means from the halachic 
status of 10. In other words, the fact that the straw reaches 7.1 and the roof is only 10 trachim is halachically, it's legally 10. That's what it means. And it, so, that, so even though physically there's less straw than 10, but that's, they could defend the position that mechitot have to reach the roof. Now, shnehit, asurin, they're both going to be prohibited. So you see from this that a change in the configuration of the, of the uh, living situation can affect the status on Shabbat. That's Dayorin Abayin B'Shabbat. Rashi says, Ki acha, te'emesh la'yu dayorin elu shultim in ha'teven v'hala. V'achshav hain shultim b'chol abayin. In other words, originally, the, when the straw was intact all the way up, so we had them separate from each other, and now on Shabbat, the Gemara is assuming, on Shabbat, the straw got diminished, and all of a sudden you're saying, now it's prohibited. Right? But usually we say a change in the configuration on Shabbat, we ignore it. So Gemara says, no, maybe it's talking about where it became diminished on Friday. It doesn't necessarily mean it happened on Shabbat. Meaning if it happened on Shabbat, maybe we say, okay, we're not going to impose any new rules until next Shabbat. But once it's diminished, the next Shabbat will be an issue. Now again, Noel says, Ketzad will say, what does he do? How is it different from an Eruv that in Shabbat is going to come and go away and the status will change? What Eruv? Let's say you have an Eruv. That's not an Eruv, that's walls. That's a different story. You're talking about a Deoraita versus a Rabbanan. That's the problem with the language that we use of Eruv, because it's a misnomer. It's not an Eruv. The, the string that goes around the city is not an Eruv. It's a Tzuat petach. It's a wall. That's like saying, if the walls came tumbling down on Shabbat, and now it's a Rishut HaRabim, can I, walk out, can I carry from my house into Rishut HaRabim? Of course not. Why would I be able to just because there was a Rishut HaYachid before? That shouldn't help. It shouldn't make a difference. You understand what I mean? Here we're talking about a rabbinic thing. So once it was a kasher for the Shabbat, they, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't change it. But even mechitzot that go up on Shabbat, we said that you know we, there was a discussion about relying on them. If non-Jews build a, right. you know, so but it, it definitely if, if mechitzot fell on Shabbat, you can't say it's still a rishut hayachid. It's because that's a physical reality that it's not. So now, so the question is that it said that he has to do two things. The guy has to close his door. And mivatel shuto. So the question is why? So in other words, he has to show that he is closing his door, meaning he's he's rescinding his use um, of uh, the shared use of the chazer, one of the two guys that are uh, adjoining this uh, straw. And and he has to do bitul shuto. So why do you need two? We have to understand that he has two options. He can either give up his rights to everything or lock his door and just not use it. And if he locks his door, he closes off the house to the, str- to the straw. So now uh, he's leaving it. He's closing off the door and he's letting the other guy take it. And that's okay. The other possibility is that no, here we have a different story because this guy every other day of the year is used to taking straw from here. If he doesn't do two things, giving up his rights and also closing the door, he's going to come to take from it. He's going to forget because he's used to doing it. Dashbe means he's very, he's very comfortable with doing it. So Tosafot actually asks, what about the what about normal case of bitul rishut? We don't find that the guy has to stay in his house all Shabbat and not allowed to come out because he's used to carrying things in and out of his house. So it's, it's a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting discussion he has in the Tosafot there. But anyway, he says, it's off the uh, the beaten path. But now he says, so he will be pr- forbidden from using the chatzir the other guy will be allowed. Why does it have to emphasize he is forbidden and his friend is permitted? 
Because you might have thought that they could go back and forth. Like first guy in A will say to guy in B, I'm evatil to you, I'm closing a door, take some straw. Then the other guy will say, I'm closing a door, I'm giving it back to you, and now you take some straw. So they'll go back and forth. So it says, in mevatlin v'chozinu mevatlin, because then it becomes a joke. They keep trading it back and forth to each other. It doesn't really hold any water, and it undermines the whole concept. <laughs> The same thing would be true about two Tchumei Shabbat that meet at a pit of straw. And uh, it says, Pshita. So that should be obvious, that, they, that each one can reach to the... Uh, why, why should it be any different? In other words, both of them are rabbinic, as she says. So if it comes to a point where uh, they, they, they're... Um, their tchum uh, ends at a, a, a pile of straw, so they should be able to take from the pile of straw, each one from their own side. What's the, what's the chidush here? It says, ah, because it's necessary for Rabbi Akiva, because according to Rabbi Akiva, the, the, the idea of the isur tchumin is deoraita, and therefore, so you, you might be concerned that I'm going to take from the other side. In other words, my tchum ends on the western side of the pit, and yours ends on the eastern side of the pit, and so therefore I might take from the other other side, which is outside of my tchum, so maybe I shouldn't be able to take from this pit at all. The answer is I can take from the pit, kamash malan, that I can take from the pit. And even according to Rabbi Akiva, who holds that there is a at least a basis, a deoraita basis for tchumin, um, uh, for the idea of the limit on the boundary, yeah, it's a machloket, so even according to Rabbi Akiva, we don't make a gzerah that you can't take from that pit, even though half of the pit is a sign, it's like Niagara Falls, you know, half of it belongs to Canada and half of it belongs to us. You know, you can have, you know, even though there's a, a border in the middle, we allow the respective sides to take straw from that pit. So.